everybody. Welcome to the Soulful Eclectic. I am your host, Diana Collins, and I want to welcome you to our next episode. If this is your first time visiting, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for coming. I hope you are a continued tribe listener. And um, if you have anything or you hear anything that resonates with you, I hope you share it with a family, a friend that can also find that same inspiration and a value out of someone's story or something that I've said. Also, if you are coming back, welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you so much for taking the time out to spend with me. I truly appreciate it. Um, So with this episode, this episode is actually a good friend of mine, Lamar Cole, who I met here in Phoenix when we just about been here maybe eight months when we've met. And this is, um, I met him when a time where I was just starting to get into the entertainment industry, didn't know what I was doing, just finished up school uh, training at um, one of the local modeling acting schools here in Scottsdale. And then um, I went to his show. He had a casting audition for his show, Locked on the Runway. So it was really um showcasing your locks, your hair. And I just got my hair locked. I have sister locks. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to go do this. I'm, you know, I've never done a runway show. I never done any modeling, any acting, none of that. And I I just stepped out on faith and went there. And I want to say this man welcomed me with open arms. I thought he was like one of my friends that I've known for years. He's just that kind of a soul and when you meet someone with that kind of energy you just keep them in your circle they become friends family instantaneously so with for that I want to thank him for actually catapulting you know uh, my self-esteem my um, appreciation of myself because uh, he actually took me in and I walked for him on his clothes on his styling line And um, out of just being there with him, I've met several other people that we're we're still friends now um, to this day. And I just appreciate him for that. So with that, I'm going to introduce you to my friend, my family, my brother, Lamar Cole. Anthony and, you know, part of pretty much every and anything that I do. Uh, it's, it's, you know, you don't always find that type of support. And, and I mean, I can post a like or, or do anything and you are there to comment. <laughs> and I always tell people now, the new hug and kiss is like a comment on a, on a post or a like on a picture. Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of the new hug and kiss. You have always supported me and I really, really appreciate that. Uh, I, I even really appreciate hearing your story about how you just came to my show. You walked in my show and it just did something to your confidence and it just opened up doors for you. Mentally and physically, uh, that's those are the things that I hope to um, 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 how you say accomplish accomplish with any and everybody. You know, not only because you know sometimes people are not knocking at your door. You have to make your own opportunities. And so if I was if I helped out even a little bit in that, that makes me feel ten times better. Yeah, absolutely, you know absolutely, absolutely. And which is one of the reasons why I I keep gravitating to you. I mean, and, and even. Guys, just so you know, even though he knows me, when I go to audition for him, I don't automatically get the role, okay? I don't automatically get the rock to walk, you know? So, and I appreciate that because you are fair and you are concise and you, you're, you're about it, right? And that's what it's, and that's what it's about when you, when you have 
um, an industry that you're putting out, you know, a, you know, a product that you're putting out. We all don't fit everything that you're looking for, but it's always good to go and try. I'm so glad you said that because um, going, st starting off, and I'm sure we're going to dive into this in a minute, but starting off, um, I had a, I had a clear idea of who I wanted, how I wanted, well, who's going to wear this, who's going to walk in this. How, and I have a whole plan. Like, mm -hmm. I literally, I'm crazy. I literally sit there in my bed with my eyes closed and watch the show from the top to the bottom. Mm -hmm. So I always know who the people I'm going to have in it, but I know what type of style, what type of look that I am looking for. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, I kind of some slack from the plus size women because they were a little upset that, you know, because my business name is something, Unique Productions, they thought that, you know, they came up with their own perception of what, this, what that means. Right. And I can't feed for what somebody else's <laughs> perception is of my business. Right. You know? So, <laughs> I kind of had to lay, I had to kind of address it really quick mm -hmm. and then move because that's not something that I want to, you know, put put out there that, you know, that I don't like put plus size women and things like that. But uh, I don't have that problem now. Good. But early on, you know. Well, and, and that's it. And, and that's why I said I, I love that because we go in with that notion. So for some people, I personally do not. But some people do have that notion that, oh, I know them. We, we grew up. We hang out together. You know, I'm in. It's not a big deal. But no, no. If you don't fit that vision, it's not happening. And I'm not going to change my vision to suit you because we friends. <laughs> right? <laughs> So that and that's one of the things that I, I truly love. And a, as you see, there's no love loss. Absolutely. No. <laughs> oh, and I and that's what I love I love that about people like you. Like you get it. Like I'm still gonna come out and try it out because it may be a spot for me. And I'm I'm here to let you know I'm here for you if right. you need. And and I'm and I appreciate that. You know that does it put a melting on the back of my head. Like okay, if I do have an opening coming up for somebody, and I think this would be perfect for them, boom, I know they're back here. But when they get all sore and get upset about it, and you know, and just expect me to do what you want me to do, it just ain't gonna ever happen like that. No, you know what I'm saying no. You, but general, you know, mm -hmm. it's just not, it's the same for me. I may be not be the flavor of the week for somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Like you might want a different designer, and I'm cool with that. I'm good with that. Like, there's no love lost. Mm -hmm. you know? Exactly. Exactly. But, you know, talking about your designs and you, um, I just want to go just a little bit to the beginning, right? Just to the beginning. Um, and one of the, the signature questions that I tend to ask a lot of my guests is, what makes you, you? What is What makes you authentic? I would say... And we're going to go all the way back to the beginning, beginning, beginning. So uh, I, I was raised in Chicago. Excuse me, I was born in Chicago. I was raised in Tennessee. I didn't really get my footing on who I wanted to be until I got into, until I went to college. Mm -hmm. uh, I wanted to go to college for fashion, but my mom was like, hell no, you ain't going to <laughs> right here. You're going to go to this local, co this local college, HCBU. I swear back college. Um. And so while I was there, no, let's let's start about in like um, like uh, middle high school. So high school, you know, your parents buy your clothes. Mm -hmm. So I would clothes, and you know, in down south, they they don't like the fitted clothes. They don't like the the popping fashion, no. or it's not that they don't like it. I think they just they're just not experienced enough 
And you know what I'm saying? And my mama would buy me clothes from Walmart and uh, Target and uh, Macy's mm-hmm. and TJ Maxx and places like that. But it was always like this box-shaped shit. You know what I'm right. saying? Right, right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like, look, I got hips. I got an ass. What? What's what's going on here? You know? <laughs> exactly. So, um, and I was big, I was bigger too growing up, and not big, big, but I was bigger than my than my siblings. Mm-hmm. So I had to fit me a certain way. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, okay. So I would go back and look at my pictures, and you know all that kind of stuff. And like, oh my god, look at me! I look so depressed. I don't even look happy. So I went through this whole like from middle school, actually from um, it's like sixth grade, middle school to high school. Uh, and like mid beginning of college, I just went through this spirit, this space, and like I like I could not identify who I am. Who like what do I want to do? What do I fit in? You know, I I ain't told people that I was gay, so I there really was no gay group like it is now. I'm sure mm-hmm. in high schools, it was just pretty much I'm just floating around. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I never I wanted to do who I was. I did not. I didn't have an identity at all. Mm-hmm. So I guess I walk. I'm gonna tell you what it was. Um. I was watching Real Housewives of Atlanta, and it was Nene Leakes, <laughs> personality, and the way she spoke up for herself, the way she addressed issues, not shy away from shit. You know what I'm saying? I just absorbed all of that, and, and I took it in. I took it in because I, I literally was around me. my mom, my sister, my brother, everybody else. I'm living for them. I, I, I like I had no life. Mm-hmm. I was just them. Oh, girl, you could have me up here sweating that shit. <laughs> um, I, was living, I was living for them, you know. So, um, it, it, it took, it took when I watched the, the, Nene, the Nene Leaks with the Weird Housewives, um, I took that and I ran with it. I said, you know what? I'm done living for every fucking body else. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to do how I want to do. Now, I was already in college, so I couldn't just give out of college. I wanted to finish it. I'm almost a person that if I start something, I want to fucking finish it. I don't care how I finish it, when I finish it. Um, so uh, I, I did, did the college thing, and then while in college, I just I start to break out. I start to actually just blossom, mm-hmm. like, like who you see now. Because at first, I was like super shy, super quiet. I would not address conflict. Like my hands got clammy if anything had happened, or you can look at me wrong when I start crying. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I went and they and they see me now. They like this person. Like they was like honestly, you would think it was a whole. It was a total other person. And I and I'm like outside looking in. If I was looking at myself like on the outside, mm-hmm. I would be. Whoa! He did a whole 360. He's not. This not even on the mark. This like a Lambo at this point. You know what I'm saying? But now, that's kind of how it started. I just got tired of living for other people. I wanted to. I wanted to express myself. Myself and growing up in our family, it was all about the look. My mom always whenever wanted us to be dressed up for church and dressed up mm-hmm. for a family function, dressed up for birthdays. So it's always been about the keeping our hair cut and and the clothes mm-hmm. and you know yes ma'am no ma'am. It's always been like like that kind of. Uh, upbringing, mm-hmm. I, I literally felt like I was in a box. I literally felt like I was in a box. And I'm like kicking and screaming trying to get out this box. But I'm thinking in my mind that somebody's going to come and open the box and, and let me out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I, 
I created that box. You know what I'm saying? I created that box. So let me break this damn box down. So I broke that motherfucker down. And that's how I am now. Because <laughs> there's no more box. <laughs> that's right. It's like, I am free. I am free. I am free. I have nobody holding me back. And I just want people to know, we didn't plan to wear yellow at the same time. That was like... <laughs> I just noticed that. <laughs> great minds think alike right <laughs> but you mentioned being gay and I know in the black community that is like the biggest swear word you know that's known to man and then you mentioned being in the church and your family how was that coming out and being your true self in all of that. I know you said you broke down those walls of the boxes, but in that, was that part of of that breakdown? Absolutely. I think and sometimes I think um because I, I, I do have attraction to women. Let, let me let me be clear on that. I do have attraction to women. But I think what kinda happened and kinda really like pushed me in that in that in the position of being gay. Now I knew I was, you know, Gay. you know I, I was attracted I'm attracted to me too so I think what really kind of just pushed me out there because everybody around me when they get mad and we get up they begin to argue call me gay they would call me you know the slang the fag gay uh D in the booty you know all, all those like mm-hmm. and I think I was hearing it so much not only from outside people but also people in my family too you know what I'm saying like I go to my auntie house and she would say little snark comments like, um, my nickname Maine in the family too. Um, so they would be like, she'll be like, Maine, where your girlfriend at? You know, mm-hmm. like that's how shade that they would like the aunties and shit would throw. And your response is, bitch, I'm 13. What's going on? That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm that's real. It's like, what? I'm 13. What do you mean? Where's my girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> Get it together. Right. Now, I, I never grew up playing with Barbies or nothing like that, you know what I'm saying? Those mm-hmm. are the things that I I never grew up playing with Barbies and stuff, but I don't know. It was for me. Um, so let's let's go. Let's go. So my stepdaddy, um, he was a, 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 a assistant preacher mm-hmm. at church. So we would go to church every Sunday. Um, it was just, it was like tight rules with that. All of, you know, mm-hmm. you know, if you, but now south of church, you already know it's a whole nother world. So I so growing up in that in that family and it was it was definitely hard. It was hard because I, I felt like I had nobody to um to talk to, to to see see what they see in me. Cause you know when you I like I'm older now, if I see me at the beginning, I could already say like, okay, he he may become of the gay family mm-hmm. or you like that. I just feel like I never feel like I had nobody to be there for me. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Chicago, that's where I was born at. Now, my, now my dad's side, they were very upset, accepting. I had an uncle. He passed away. He passed away, um, and he was gay. And everybody loved him. That was Uncle Carl. Everybody loved him. And so I just felt, I felt power being there. Mm-hmm. Like, I Chicago and my dad's side of the family. They took they took well care of me. My my grandma. I mean, I was like, you know how you just so it it went from me being super spoiled, 
being taken care of, getting with everything I wanted. My mom moved me from Chicago, moved us from Chicago to Tennessee, and it went to this place where nobody uh, wanted to like look out for me. Nobody cared about my my feelings, or if they did, it was something they were trying to get out of me or get me to do for them. Uh, it, it was it was never like that authentic care and love like like my, like my dad's side had showed me in Chicago, like. I love them to fucking pieces. I love my mom's side too, but it's a different type of love. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, absolutely. It was definitely, it was definitely hard uh, coming out. So my coming out story was, I had, I was a virgin all the way up into um, high school. Well, the end of high school, like I graduated, and that's when I kind of felt like oh, I'm done with high school. I'm free now. I'm gonna be able to just live my life, you know. So uh, I would, I had a. I had a, I don't know if she's my cousin, but we, our last name was Cole, and we just started calling ourselves cousins. You know how we, mm-hmm. how people, how we do dumb shit like that. Yeah. So we like, some cousins, and she, and she, uh, she was gay, she's a lesbian, and she wants to go to, like, the clubs in Memphis. So I want to go to the clubs in Memphis. Mind you, I had no idea, like, I thought I was ugly, I thought I was, because I went from being bigger, and then I got, in high school, I got super skinny. Mm-hmm. So I went. Well, you know, because I'm going through depression. And at the time, they know it was depression. It was fucking depression. Um, so after high school, we go into these clubs in Memphis, these gay clubs in Memphis, and these dudes are just pulling me left or right, you know, trying to get my number, trying to hook up. I'm like, I feel like it's a fucking zoo. I feel like I'm in a whole other world. I'm like, huh? Me? What? You think I'm cute? Teachers, you know, tell me I'm handsome mm-hmm. and I, um, I have a clear future in front of me. I have so much potential. I, I feel like my teachers, um, but not hearing that necessarily. Like my mom, she would do it from time to time, but no, she, no, honestly, my mom was a, she, honestly, she was, she was a hit, she's a hit and miss. I'm not gonna say she was because she's still alive. She's a hit and miss. So sometimes, <laughs> sometimes she builds me up. Wrong. As soon as I do something she don't like, it's boom. You know, so it's high call with her. You know, um, but it was more, it was more on, um, on, um, it was more on a, um, a build up for my mom. Mm-hmm. Like she, she always told me that I was gonna be successful. Um, she, she, she always said I was, I'm handsome and you know all that stuff. But then when, okay, so let me go back to the story. So um, I realized I was handsome then when all these guys like were trying to talk to me and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So one of them, um, and I was trying to be serious or whatever. And um, one day my sister had dropped me off at work. Um, she went to go get my car like, like tuned up or something like that. But I ended up leaving my phone in the car. So I'm at work and my phone is in the car. <laughs> Mind you, I ain't came out to nobody. I haven't told nobody nothing. The only person knows something is my cousin who I'm going to Memphis with. You know? So, um, I leave my phone in the car and then halfway through my shift, I'm like, fuck. I don't know if you know about the phones back in the days. They ain't here locks. No, know? no. 
you open it up, you open it up. You see everything. <laughs> <laughs> so what pretty so I wasn't there when they when they went through the phone, but if I'm visualizing it, she went through the phone, went to her mom's house, they all going through the phone together. They calling guys. I mean, I had this one friend. Hey gosh. And it was Anthony Love. And we he was he's he's straight. But he he didn't he knew I was gay, but he he knew I was never gonna come on him, you know, come to him like that. We just like to dress nice and hang out, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he was a <clears throat> so my sister had ruined that relationship. Oh no. Him and like, hey, are you sleeping with my brother? Are y'all da 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 you know, you gay, da 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 and we just we was friends after that. Like we me him him and I never had to come. I I'm not I wasn't um I wasn't a big communicator as I am now. Like, now I would communicate and I would talk and I would, like, you know, try to fix the relationship. But it's been years now, so it's, like, it is what it is at this point. Mm-hmm. But then it was it was heartbreaking because he was my only friend, God friend, that just wanted to hang out, go get, you know, go get go to the skate ring together and just, you know, on some real cool stuff. Yeah. You know, because every gay guy don't want to sleep with another guy. No. You know it, it's not like that. And I think that's what she kind of perceived that. Because he was in my phone and we would have conversations like, "Hey, what's, what's up today? What you got going on?" All right. Any kind of, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm guessing that's what she. Well, you're right because it's her perception from what she saw, you know, and and all of a sudden she just ran with it from from that instead of really coming and talking to you, and that's where we find a lot of the family breakups happen because they don't have that conversation with the individual. Yes. So. So what happened? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so uh, so again, they were going through the phone. They found one. They found one guy and one guy. Everybody else, all the other guys. They was like, "Girl, get off my damn phone!" Everybody got time for this shit. <laughs> I can so hear that. <laughs> we don't want to hear this, girl. Bye. Bye. <laughs> but it was one guy. His name was Derek. He entertained me, and. If anybody knows my mother, she knows how to get under your skin. She knows how to go. She ain't even got to know you. She knows how to get under there and just start moving around. You know what I'm saying? So she's telling him that I'm playing him and he's not nothing. I just want to put this. I just want to put that. And he's thinking it's real. Because what she's trying to do, she doesn't, she, she has no basis on nothing. So what she's trying to do is get information. Piss him off so he can give information. And that's exactly what he did. He told her, like, hey, he came down here. We went here. We did this. It was just. So she had got the full lowdown at that point that I was gay. Without me even telling her. So I come home. And I see the door, my, my, um, my door hinge off the hook. So I don't have no door in my room. And so I'm like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> I know it was here when I left. It was here when I left. Where is the dog? That's real right there. That is a that's a real mom move. It's some down south shit. And I realized that now being an adult, then I'm like, damn, is everybody getting like getting it like this? Or is it just my ass? <laughs> oh, um, so she's like 
she like everybody like, everybody's like going off. Everybody's like upset that I'm gay. And I'm like, I'm in between of don't understand why you're so upset because when you get up when you get mad at me, you call me gay. You 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 I mean so and then I'm and then I'm in this place where like I don't know. I'm I supposed to be gay. Like, is this the wrong thing to do? Is this right. what I'm gonna do? Like, I mean, like, this, like my emotions and, and and just everything. It was just all bottled. I don't. I didn't know what. I don't know. What, I honestly didn't know what the fuck to do. Mm-hmm. Um. So I end up. They end up putting me out. Um. I end up staying with my cousin. Um. He stayed in the country. In the country's maybe like 20, 15 minutes from from my house. So I end up got getting my bags and going over to my cousin's house. Um, but I was still in school too. So mm-hmm. he stayed so far. Oh, my sister ended up taking my car too. So uh, my car was in her. It was in her name, oh. and I uh, uh, eighteen when I had got it, and I um, and I needed somebody older to put the car in. Um, so I gave her the money and everything, uh, paying the bill, paying the regularly, doing everything I need to do. Um, I go. I'm over one of my. I'm over the cousin house who's taking me to Memphis, right? And, uh, and she, my cousin, the cousin stayed over there in the same complex as where my grandma stayed. So I guess they were going over there and they recognized the car was over there. So I got up one morning and ready to go to school. My car was gone. I thought somebody had stole the damn car. So I'm like, girl, somebody stole my car. Like, what the fuck? So I called the police. They're like, uh, no, your car was picked up by my court, by your sister. Um, she, they say the name, but I'm, I don't know. Yeah. I was picked up by her, um... Uh, they they towed it away or whatever, and I called her. She's like, "Yeah, cause you this and you that, and and um, you don't gotta be like that." And <clears throat> so I didn't have a car. Wow. So I moved with my cousin. He stays all the way in the country, and I stay. And my school is like in town. It was hard to get back, back and, and forth, 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 back and forth. So I end up dropping out of school for that semester because I just it was just too much for me. And, just keep in mind, right. this is just me by myself. Hmm. Like, I, besides my cousin at that point in my corner, I don't got nobody in my corner. I'm, I'm figuring this out by myself. Hmm. And these things that were making me stronger. I, I didn't realize it at the time. I just thought, like, oh, my God, like, why well, I got to be going through this? Like, this is just too much, you know. I just want to live my life. I want to, you know, I, 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 you know, I, 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 it was just it was just that, those vibes, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, stronger again as, as I was going through it. So what I did was I found a job. Um, was working at a factory. I ended up um, the job. The factory ended up paying me really, really good. And um, right across from the factory, there were some new apartments being built. So mm-hmm. I ended up putting an application in those new apartments. Beautiful apartments too. Uh, put an application in. I got the. I got the apartment. So I literally would wake up, cross the street, go to work. Nice. And then I ended up enrolling back into school, finishing it off because I was in my. Um, Sophomore year, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to feel like I didn't want to lose those credits. I didn't want to like that whole thing being. I'm gonna get them do this shit. I'm gonna work stop and go to school, and I'm gonna pay my goddamn bills. I end up getting another damn car, so I put. I get everything. I got back on my feet. I, I'm gonna tell you how I got back on my feet. I got back on my feet because I stopped feeling sorry for myself. I stopped feeling like a victim. Yeah. I, 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 because that wasn't doing nothing for me. It, mm-hmm. it was. It was. It literally keeping me in a stagnant place because I. I kept on. Oh man, why am I going through this? Like, what are you? That wasn't doing shit. Woe is me. For this situation, I'm taking my own, my own goddamn self. And then 
And once my family, so I probably didn't talk to my family for two years after that. So we had no communication. Uh, my mama, she would pop up because she one of them down south mom's child. She gonna know where you stay yet. She go, she gonna know your number. She gonna recognize your car if you change that bitch five times. She go now, okay. So she would pop up from time to time. Um, but I, I felt so independent at that time. I I really didn't want to deal with nobody other than the people that I was around right. at the time. Because it kind of turned into my friends and it turned into, and turned into my family. Mm-hmm. You know, I met in college, they ended up being my family. People that I grew up with in high school, they were going through some, some of the similar things. Um, they ended up being my family. So, uh, in a way, mentally, I had replaced my real family with my friends. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Absolutely. And that's what a lot of us do when we come out, right? Because we are shunned by our family on a certain level and we build those other communications and families outside. And Absolutely. that's what I tell people. Your family is who who makes you feel at home, at peace. You know, it doesn't mean that it, you don't have to have the same blood going through you. No. All right. If I feel that we have a bond, that's it. If my energy vibes with you, that's it. Right, like, and that's what I'm, and like you. I consider you family. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> you know, no, I don't go out and party as much, but sure enough, <laughs> if I I know how, how I could call if I need to. <laughs> uh huh. You sure enough do. <laughs> right? And you know what? And and to just put it out there, I consider you so much as family. I left my daughter with you. Remember, you had that July Fourth party. What I, what I, okay, I done so much shit. I know. You had a, a party, a pool party, July 4th, oh, last yes. year. Yes. And my, and my daughter said, I don't want to go home. I want to stay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. Okay, bye, girl. <laughs> I'm like, look, that's my baby over there. You just make sure she get home. <laughs> Okay, good, good, good. So those are the kind of bonds that I I like to put out there, especially now during COVID, mental health. We're all, you know, going through anxiety, depression, and a lot of our LGBTQ community are really suffering because they're losing family members as not even for illness, but because of coming out and being their authentic self. So... Having these conversations is helpful because it shows that you can move past that adversity of coming out and and being shunned by your family. Yeah, the shit sucks. Okay, you want you always want your family that you raise with and that your blood is the same to be on your side. But the reality of it is, it's not always going to be that, and you have to learn to cope and persevere through that. And you, you sharing your story, that is, speaks volumes to what we can overcome and what we can achieve. So thank you for definitely sharing that. Because um, Southern Mamas are, oof. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like we have, I have a better, I have a, a, a complete, oh my God, uh, so much better relationship with my family now. Like it's, like they call me, we talk, we laugh. My nieces and nephews, I mean, they are the best. I have the, I have a better relationship with my mom now. My, my stepdad, like I said, he passed away. Mm. Um, 
I wish we could have, you know, we had a good relationship, but he, um, he passed away during the time that I was coming back. Even though we stayed in this, you would have thought I was like in a whole other state because I I, I went around for two years just because I was like, you know what, child, mm-hmm. I'm cute. That's right. <laughs> like, I'm cute. <laughs> there. <laughs> and I got a fucking pass and I'm going to make this shit happen. But no, we have a, we got a good we got a good relationship now. You know, uh, we we all you know you know in, with any family you're still working on certain things. But um, but how it is how it was, whew, complete complete change, complete. But it took work and it took time. I think I think it re- they recognize that you know I'm not going to let their opinion become my life. I think they realized that real quick. And once they realized that, they had to accept it. And if you don't, if you don't want to accept it, then okay, we, I have no space for you in my life. And that's just that's just that. Mm-hmm. You do you. So, and this with anybody, anybody who's like don't want to deal with me, I'm fine with that. I'm good with that. I have enough going on to keep me busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to see you hurt. I don't want to see nothing come. No wrong come your way. But your opinion would not be my life. That's right. That's right. And like I, I like to say to people. Um, your failure to plan your ignorance to things is not my emergency right so um, I'm, I'm not doing it and you're a fan flop girl <laughs> 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 i want to thank lamarck for being a part of the podcast i mean just his energy alone just kind of this wants you to go out and makes you want to just go out and create and be and you know start something new or elevate what you're already doing. So I I really, really appreciate him, his energy, his candid conversation, talking about himself and how he is elevating his authentic self. Because I think from his story and him telling about his story and coming to be who he is or shedding light on who he is, he's just elevating the person that he has been and I thoroughly appreciate him his story his walk into fashion so um, with that thank you and I want you to join us again for part two of his story as he talks about his fashion line so if you have not please subscribe like the page You, you can email me Facebook me Instagram me I appreciate any feedback. My email address is dc at thesoulfuleclectic.com. And you can find me on Instagram. And my Instagram is the, or the, excuse me, the.soulfuleclectic.com. And you can find me on Facebook. I have a Facebook group, which is uh, the Soulful Eclectic. And also, um, a whole Facebook page dedicated to the web to the podcast, which is DC Soulful Eclectic. So I look forward to hearing from everyone. And again, thank you, thank you so much for spending your time with me. And I would love to invite you to come back and listen to the remainder of Lamar Cole's story. So, with love and light, I send your way, and I wish you all peace and love. Please check on your friends, family, and your neighbors and see if they are okay. Namaste.